Hello and welcome to episode three of the Training with Tucker podcast. My name is Tucker Gross. I am an endurance athlete and I am also a coach. I started this podcast to put out five to 10 minute segments on a variety of different training topics to help athletes out there improve and have a deeper understanding on how to train. Thank you to everyone who has listened and given feedback, reviews, and ratings on my previous episodes. I really appreciate the support. Today, I'm going to talk about how to run faster. Without going into a whole exercise physiology explanation, through intentional training, we are able to stress the body in specific ways that lead to physiological adaptations that allow us to perform better and run faster. Whether you are a newer or experienced runner looking to improve your performance at any distance, first and foremost, you need to build a strong foundation. You can listen to my first and second episodes, which give a good guideline for base building. But a good rule of thumb is to focus for a few weeks on running consistently at an easy effort only. You can then start by adding in some pickups, or as they are often referred to in the running world, strides or striders. These can be done on flat ground or uphill on any surface. You can do these during or after your run for a duration of 10 to 30 seconds, accelerating up to a fast but controlled pace. You can do four to eight of these strides with a minute or two in between each as recovery. These will help to develop more speed by recruiting more muscle fibers and getting the body accustomed to moving at faster paces. Once you have this foundation and you've introduced some faster pace work with strides, you can begin to add in higher intensity workouts. You want to roughly keep an 80-20 ratio of easy running to higher intensity running to make sure that you are not overstressing the body and putting yourself at a higher risk of injury. You can begin by doing one to two sessions per week in which you incorporate intervals targeting specific physiological adaptations. The human body is incredible. You expose yourself to a specific stressor for enough time and your body adapts. It is necessary to perform adequate time at specific intensities to elicit the desired response. You may have heard this saying before, but it is worth repeating. Hard days hard, easy days easy. One of the most common mistakes made by endurance athletes is that they do almost all of their training at the same relative intensity. Oftentimes, this means they are running too hard on their easy days and then are not able to hit the necessary intensities in harder sessions to actually benefit from it. Similarly, a lot of individuals don't ever add in higher intensity training and run roughly the same pace same routes, and maybe even the same distance day after day after day. Mileage, or as I prefer to call it, volume, does matter. And you will improve as a runner over time simply by running more. You have probably heard of the 10,000 hour rule. And this holds true in running, as it does with anything. The more you do something, the better you will get at it. But This approach misses the mark when it comes to optimizing your training to reach your maximum potential. So getting back to intervals, you have successfully increased your training volume by doing easy running for a few weeks and you've started to add in some strides. Now you need to start focusing on specific physiological adaptations that will help you run faster. This is where having a coach will help you as a coach will be able to pinpoint 
what your biggest limiting factors are, and what is of highest priority based on your specific goals. But I'll give you a little peek behind the curtain so you can start this process on your own. And please reach out if you want more specific guidance. A good place to start for newer runners or individuals returning to running is three to four weeks of specifically targeting lactate threshold development. Your lactate threshold is essentially the point at which your body cannot utilize or remove lactate or lactic acid fast enough and it starts to accumulate in the blood. In simpler terms, by focusing on developing your lactate threshold, you can increase your body's ability to maintain a faster pace for longer. This is a good starting point as the pace for lactate threshold workouts would feel comfortably hard and be a pace that you can hold for 40 to 60 minutes. And it is not as stressful as shorter, harder intervals. You can start off by doing two sessions per week with a minimum of one rest day or easy run day between. And you can break up a lactate threshold workout into intervals of 10 to 12 minutes if need be and take five minutes easy between. You can work up to doing 30 to 40 minutes steady of lactate threshold work. The next phase of your training can focus on improving your aerobic capacity by doing what are often called VO2 max workouts. These typically involve intervals of 3 to 5 minutes at a much harder intensity and are designed to improve the maximum volume of oxygen that can be utilized per minute. A good VO2 max workout to start with would be 5 times 3 minutes at roughly your 5k effort or faster, taking roughly equal time recovery in the form of standing rest or easy running between these intervals. One important thing to note here is that you need to recover just as intensely as you train. Make sure you are taking full rest days, easy run days, and focus on your hydration, nutrition, and getting quality sleep. It is also important to reduce the volume and intensity of training periodically so that the body can absorb the work you have done, adapt, and get recovered to be able to handle more intense training. I recommend that you take every fourth week as a cutback week, where you reduce almost all of the higher intensity training and reduce the total weekly training volume by about 25%. Again, this is where having a coach is helpful, as it really depends on the person. Some of my athletes need more of these weeks than others. And as a coach, I am able to see trends in my athletes' training logs and make decisions on when this is necessary instead of following a cookie-cutter schedule of every fourth week. I will plan to go more in-depth on specific workouts that I like to include in my athletes' training in a future podcast. But for now, I will leave it at that. A good way to test your speed is by doing a time trial or race of 1 mile, 2 miles, or 5K periodically to see how you are progressing. I would recommend you do a two-mile time trial after you've built a good foundation, then head into three weeks of lactate threshold work, one week cutback, three weeks of VO2 max work, another cutback week, and then test yourself again at the two-mile distance. I would almost guarantee that you will see an improvement from one time trial to the next, as long as the conditions are similar. My last two bits of advice for becoming a faster runner are these. Incorporate running form drills two times per week or more. I have a video on form drills on my website, and there are also plenty of other videos on YouTube. Working on your mechanics will help you become a more efficient runner, which will make you faster. And lastly, make sure that you are getting an adequate warm-up before all of your runs. 
but especially anything with higher intensity. Do some leg swings before you head out the door, as well as some dynamic stretches, and take the first 10 minutes of your run nice and easy. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Thanks so much for listening. If you like this episode, please leave a review and a rating and share this with anyone who you think would benefit from hearing this. Next week, I will be releasing an episode focused on how to run an ultra marathon. And I will also be recapping the Arches 50 miler from January 30th with my friend Chase. Hit subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode and I look forward to bringing you more information to help you become the best version of yourself. Wow, wow, wow.